0: hey 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 you're now tuned in to underdog talk i'm your host eric jones jr the underdog with a royal cart and i have conversations with successful underdogs and today i have miriam Paul is that you right got it. it's okay she just, yep. okay she just taught me how to say her name because i don't like messing people's names <laughs> up i just that's just something about me but how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great how are you
0: i'm doing i guess all right we didn't have kids today but this weather if you're listening, and we're in Indianapolis and it's snowing, it, is, it just spring forward, but snow. can I don't know. I don't. I don't, understand <laughs> it. I don't understand. It's the
1: Indiana way. Yeah,
0: people don't understand. We have bipolar weather. It was just 70 degrees last week, and it's snowing. So uh, everybody that's in warm weather, I don't like you right now. Um, before we get into today's conversation, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Christian Dewan. That's my clothing line. Me and my son. And we have T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. If you use the promo code Underdog Talk, Underdog is spelled U-N-D-D-A-W-G, Talk, you get 15% off. And it has the official Underdog Talk podcast T-shirt and hoodie on there. So use the promo code at ChristianDeWine.com. I did good. I didn't say www. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'll be feeling old when I say that. So me and um, Miriam met at a JAG leadership conference and we were both judges for public speakers for kids and we had a lot of time to talk and us and the other people at the table, you know, got to talk and know each other and that's how we got here today and she is in human resources. So why is human resources important for a business?
1: Um, for a business, understanding and appreciating HR is really important um, from the standpoint that whether you choose to do it or not, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know human resources, um, I always think of it as like a teeter totter on the playground. HR is that that fulcrum that, that pivot point in the middle that everything balances off of. And on one side you have, the needs of the business, and on the other side, you have the needs of the employees. And it's making certain that those who are in the business are always keeping that perspective of, you know, is it right for the business? Is it right for the employee? How do we keep that balance? And HR is all, you know, sharing what are the risks of the decisions that, that we make? How does that impact people? And how, how do we keep everything level in that regard? so once again whether you you're doing it whether you want to or not mm-hmm. um, you know you're hiring people you're creating job descriptions you're communicating expectations you're keeping everyone safe um, you know those are our elements of hr that especially as you grow there are levels of complexity that come into that so you know, as you have more than one or two staff people, you know, as you get going and you're up there to, you know, 15, 20 people, all of a sudden you have these, these compliance expectations as well. So, you know, you're, you're having to do things in, in terms of offering different benefits, um, mm-hmm. communicating different reports and, and, you know, the different reporting um, expectations as well as following um, state and federal law. So as you go, as you continue to grow, there are elements of HR that, that just become increasingly important um, to avoid fines and <laughs> also to just really be an employer um, that you want to be, like to be a, a genuine, good uh, provider for your people. Um, there are things that you, that you want to consider and do.
0: Mm. So everyone like you said that that makes sense like everyone is kind of doing human resources especially if you're a small business even without you knowing because you gotta hire people like you said you gotta have like a job description all these different things and then as time comes you gotta have the right paperwork to make sure everything's right so later down the line you don't you know get fined or anything of that sort so that that makes sense like when you really think about it like I've been doing HR for a little while and without even knowing and but then at a certain point though like you said you want to get that certain hr person to come in because that's a lot to deal with and try to run the business so um what made you dabble into hr or was it something you kind of fell into like having a job you just applied that was it or was it something that you thought you'd be doing
1: um I honestly spent a good chunk of my 20s just trying to figure out what career fit fit with me. Um, I graduated um, with a, a major in history and a minor in Russian and uh, a big question mark of what am I going to do uh, with this in life. Um, I've always been very work-minded and have always had a job, um, I think back to like fourth grade, I remember working. <laughs> So it's very instinctive to want to contribute and want to do that in a positive way. Um, When I moved back um, to Indianapolis in my um, late 20s, I was looking for a a career and something to really dive into, and I found that in training and development, which is an area of human resources that I really connected with. And I spent a good chunk of my time going through understanding the way people communicate and the different, um, different ways we see the world. So there are a lot of different perspectives out there and uh, I really felt comfortable in that space of trying to get uncomfortable. Uh, you know, how do I see the world through eyes that aren't my own? How do I teach in a learning style that might not be my preference, but that's somebody else's. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do I meet them where they are as a learner? And for me, it was um, many years of of getting that um, connection, building different learning experiences, uh, going into change management from there and understanding how we all react and respond to change. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I fell into uh, human resources um, in a generalist capacity. So not only thinking about um, where we are as learners, where we're responding to the job, specific job that we're supposed to be doing, but then stepping back up to more of that strategic view, um, leading an HR group, trying to understand, okay, we're trying to get to this outcome um, and doing it under this set of, of mission and vision. Um, what are the steps that we're gonna put in place to get there? And and I've had uh, several years of, of really enjoying that and being a part of the HR world. Um, I shifted my career recently I'm becoming an empty nester. I mm-hmm. found myself um, you know, sort of reevaluating where I am in my career. and really reflecting on the fact that I probably have more years behind me at this point <laughs> than I do ahead of me and you know how do I want to use that time and um, really came to a place that I want to be able to support and lift HR teams up mm-hmm. um, from that insurance and benefits side. So really being a resource, being a connector um, and a networker. Uh, to bring different learning opportunities to HR groups as we support their insurance and benefit needs with um, Mingo and Brabender. So having a, a great time doing that, and that's sort of that the long stream that is my journey, um, but once again, have loved so many um, different experiences, so many challenges that I've had so far.
0: Yeah, definitely. I like what you said. Um about getting to know like how to work and communicate with different people. And it's funny, cause I just took a, a personality like assessment,
1: assessment yeah.
0: and the way that I read how communicate. And it's like, oh, that's why I like, cause like, so I'm a teacher and you know, they send emails, they might send a text. No, I go to the office. I need to see you face to face. I don't want to read. I need you to explain it to me in the simplest form. Tell me what directly I need to do, and I can go do it. Cause you send me this email, I'm 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 not gonna understand it. <laughs> so, and it was like I told her, I was like, yeah, I just took this assessment, I can show you, so you can you know help you communicate with me better, so you can understand everyone's different. It's like being a basketball coach is like every player is different. Some players I can get in their face and rah rah rah. Some other players, all right, this is how I need to talk to them, and it's it's different communicating even with. Having these conversations with different people some people we might be up here and be able to like laugh and giggle some other people were serious you know it just depends on i think the person and how you communicate with them and that's the way of the world people don't want to communicate anymore i think it's too much technology and text messaging i i like to text but when it's a serious conversation i need to talk to you i don't want to text and it's i think uh technology has took that communication away from people. Um, but we still have that communication because all the things that you do is behind the scenes. And people don't realize what happens behind the scenes is really what helps with everything else move. Without human resources, without the insurance, without those different things, you know, people wouldn't be able to run the business. So, um,
1: I guess just to, to no. jump into that point, I mean, there there is room to take a signal or, you know, somebody sends a text or someone just seems off, that's where you take the time to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have to allow for room and give time to have that dialogue so we can sit down and disagree Mm -hmm. and have room and space to say, you know, I I don't agree with your point of view, I wanna try and understand it better. Um, And that's where, you know, leaders coming to you HR discussions, having that exchange back and forth. It starts with not saying, you know, how could you be late, but why were you late? Mm-hmm. You know, what what's happening, what's going on? You know, we're, we're seeing a pattern, take me through that. Take me through where you are and what you might need. Um, and having those types of discussions to really build a work environment that's gonna be positive and, and once again, helping you know someone where they are how do we get through a period of time how do we get through um, in a way that's not going to be disruptive toward the morale of others mm-hmm. um, so you know setting sort of a, an expectation in place and setting ground rules so everyone understands this is how we work back and forth this is how we create an environment of support and trust and that we don't have anyone abusing that environment so
0: so um some a question just came to me so with you know hr and you have the leadership and they're having the meetings is there ever a time where you guys be like all right let's bring the employee the employer in and see what their mindset is of how the job is going for them because i feel like sometimes um at jobs they have the meetings but they don't have the people that actually put in the footwork in those meetings to maybe give some suggestions not say oh let's change everything but hey okay this is what you guys see but this is what I see because I'm out there and do do those conversations happen where like let's bring those people in because I feel like companies don't really listen to their the people that are at the bottom
1: yeah I think one of the the biggest things an employee can do um, is participating in things like employee satisfaction surveys employee engagement surveys focus groups when someone asks you for your opinion that you're willing to go and put it forward um, in a healthy way mm-hmm. you know in a in a solution minded yeah. way if you go in and you're like let's just burn it all down um, <laughs> that's really not gonna get everybody to where they they need to be but just saying honestly this is you know I'm, I'm speaking from my heart here this is what I see mm-hmm. um, you know and and I think that's a place where people are very naturally engaged Um, There are opportunities typically within companies um, that they'll put together a committee or, you know, they'll have a meeting and it's saying, you know, raising your hand and saying, yeah, I want to be a part of it. And working with your leadership to to free you up for the time to participate in it. Um, For companies that have formal um, programs for, you know, going through and redesigning processes or redesigning products or getting marketing feedback. Um, Typically they will directly involve employees who are in that work stream who are a part of that workflow. So if you're, you know, doing um, a Kaizen project to reevaluate the process flow, they'll have people who are actually doing that work coming in to help say, you know, here's where we are today and this is what we'd like to see it change to tomorrow. And those, you know, it's it's harder when you're part of a smaller business when you're leading a smaller group. But how do you, especially in that leadership perspective, you know, find that the people that you know are willing to raise their hands, and then you know, are are you able to engage, and can you trust, uh, you know, them to do that? Because I think one challenge of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. is they have a vision. They wanna go out there and they're gonna burn to move forward and get it done and just drive. And at some point, the true challenge of delegation begins Mm -hmm. where leaders have to be able to delegate, share the end result of what they'd like to see, and then do those measures along the way, but not in a micromanaging way. (laughs) And I'll see you down the road Mm -hmm. and let's see where you're at 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 the finish line. checking in along the way but giving them the freedom. And, and the hard part, I'd say especially in, in small businesses um, at that leadership level, you're going to see people coming up with doing things in a way that maybe you wouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so having you know giving people space to come to a different uh, right answer and um, to give pay- people the space to fall down in a safe way. Um, you know that the power of where we learn is where we fail Mm -hmm. Uh, you know you can't fall down um, and not figure out how to stand back up and that standing back up is where all the learning takes place so you have to give them that room to to go out and try new things and and that all ties back to that human element and you know you can't send somebody off um, to do a job and 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 be there
0: for every minute of yeah. it. You gotta give them that freedom to go. Yeah, yeah, that's, who you said a lot there because I know, can't really say a whole lot, but I know a person in a business that's like that, um, that's all I'm gonna say, like the micromanaging and all that, it's like, I'm the type of person, you tell me what the goal is, the results you wanna get done, I'm gonna get those results. It's not going to look like how you thought it was going to look. And that's just me. Like, I I do I work a certain way. And <clears throat> I think what you said, a good thing is, like, leaders have to listen and be open-minded. Not saying you got to, you know, change up the flow just because they said something, but actually listen. Because it might be like, hmm, oh, I, oh, let's try this. And it might actually work. Rather than, oh, I'm the big boss man. I don't even want to talk. It's like... Hey, good morning. You can't say good morning, but I'm working for you. I uh, that don't, you know, that don't really sit well with people. And it's, I think, the leaders forget that they were at a certain place. Because think about entrepreneur. You had to think creative to get your business started. To whatever you did, you had to think outside the box. So if you bring somebody in and they think outside the box, you can't say no because you used to be that person. And I think sometimes people fail to realize you used to be that person. So give them a shot. Like, see if they actually, you know, because somebody gave you a shot. And when a leader just, oh, I'm the boss man or the boss woman, you're going to listen to me, this is how it's going to run. That's why you have a lot of turnover rate because nobody want to work for you. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this is a good company, I can make some money, but I don't like the way you talk to me. I don't like how, dang, can I, can I work? Why are you over my shoulder? And I've been places like that, and I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs are created. Because like, I don't want to work for them. I'd rather do this myself. And that's where, like you said before, you're learning the um, human resources. You're learning these different things. So when you actually bring someone in, you kind of like, oh, okay, I know what to do. Or you can, you just don't let somebody come in and be like, oh, okay, I'm human resources. I'm just going to do this. And then you're like, hold on, let uh, this don't sound right. I remember this from, and I think it starts with people having that open mind and being able to communicate because Everybody can't be Michael Jordan. Somebody got to be John Paxson. Somebody got to be Steve Kerr. Somebody got to be Bill Winnington. Like you can't have, everybody can't be, and that I think that's what human resources is, is the behind the scenes person. It's like, well, can't, and go ahead. As you're
1: mentioning all of those players, you don't want them to all be the same. Yeah, They're all filling different roles. Yeah. They're all meeting different expectations. Um, They're all working in different ways to come together as a team and in those moments when somebody is doing their job and doing it really well, you let them roll with that and then you find new ways to challenge them, to keep them growing Mm. and to engage with them or having that discussion with them if they don't want to grow. Like, you know, that beyond the daily, you know, this is how the ebb and flow of my job goes you know, if they're satisfied in their career and this is what they're wanting to do, it's sharing with them, okay, you're, you're meeting the expectations of the job, you're getting the job position done, you know, you're you're living within a certain pay band and that's mm-hmm. gonna impact things as well. You can't go beyond that. But, you know, finding out, having that question with everybody, what is your job to to you? What yeah. do you wanna do? What is your vision moving forward? How do you wanna keep growing? Um, you know finding out what are your motivators like having a having a discussion with your people you know what what really fuels you right now Um, those are all discussions and elements that a a small business owner can have with their staff to continue to give them work to to grow them Um, and then as a company gets bigger and they find themselves bringing on an hr person it's also for a leader hard to um, sometimes own up to and and sort of embrace and it they, they were a stopgap HR person. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't doing the full thing, mm-hmm. the, the full deal. They were getting through doing the doggy paddle to stay with head above water. <laughs> um, when you bring in an a- HR expert when somebody is sort of schooled and trained in in the world of HR, they're going to think of things that you hadn't before as a business leader. Um, They're going to ask you questions that will probably challenge you. Mm -hmm. And it's just keeping yourself open and thinking, you know, how can I now refocus my time? But then where do I also have to stay plugged in? Um, And a lot of that, you know, huge um, importance to communication at that point so that you have HR and the other leaders um, on the same page together as that continued growth
0: yeah that that makes sense like in a company uh to ask like hey do you want to grow because some people is like oh I'm cool I don't really want any more responsibilities but then there's some people that do want the responsibility it's like okay well I need you to be doing this this and this if you want to grow but that's a good question to ask someone like do you want to grow in a company like because some companies have like scholarships or different stuff that they can you know growing and then even with you saying like bringing the hr person challenging the leader now you know someone's challenging you and you really can't be like well i'm the big man well okay big man go ahead do what you need to do and now you're like oh well all right i'm gonna listen all right i'm gonna do this and it's funny you say like uh ask a question a challenge because um i think one of my weakness not weaknesses i was i don't know how you would put it but I do something until the challenge is met and then I don't like to do it because it turns into a routine. And it's like, okay, do I need to keep challenging myself? Or is this after I finish this challenge, do I need to make that a routine? And I was talking to my buddy and it's like, so if you do a sit-up challenge, right? We Sometimes I do a sit-up challenge for that month. I, I did it for that month. Now I need to make it a routine because it'll be healthy for me, but I don't because it's like, oh, I finished the month. Let me keep going. And that's kind of like, in a job, it's like, okay, you got employee of the uh, the month, do you want the employee of the year? Do you want a raise? Do you want this? And it's like, do you want, you want to be in a company that does challenge you? Cause some companies you just work for, and it's all right, this is all right. I, like in the, in, in the school system, um, I know a lady, she's been working almost longer, she probably working almost longer than I've been alive, and it's like, they ain't gave you no raise that you should still be working here, I feel like. Like certain jobs, like if you can't, if you're here for 10 years and you still getting paid like you work here for five, there's something
1: wrong. Well, you know, it, it's looking and this is another part of the, the HR world where you're looking at, you know, that the job that's being done and what the associated salary is for that. Mm-hmm. You're arriving at that through data and research, so, you know, finding that basis of, you know, what is an appropriate pay scale for mm-hmm. that position. And then, once again, taking care of your, your people who've been with you and looking at where they fall in terms of their competence within that range. So you know, but every position will typically have an, an end to that range. So that's where, you know, you're looking to develop and grow your skill, um, or your, you know, turning it more so into, I'm going to stay in this position. I'm going to continue to evolve, but how, you know, the, that, that situation may turn into, you know, how as I, as a leader, can I keep this person fueled and wanting to grow and have that, rich pool of knowledge and experience go back to benefit others so you know now maybe it's an additional duty beyond sort of what has been done that's going to help that person continue to grow and is going to circle back um, and benefit the organization so can we use them you know as a as a subject matter expert could we have them training or or Mm -hmm. mentoring others um, building the way they connect back in, or are they really just genuinely satisfied with their where they're at and they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want anything more. Um, so that that's where all of this circles around into performance and understanding that connection between how we've defined a job, what the actual job that you're doing is and making sure that those two match up and then having that plan for continued growth and development and what does that look like so that no matter where you're at in your career, you're always growing, you're always developing and, and sort of taking on new steps um, for fuel. Because, you know, I think we all understand um, sort of that. You, you get to learn yourself as you go on in your career. Like mm-hmm. you know you're going to do those sit-ups for a month mm-hmm. and you know when that month is done, you're gonna say goodbye to that habit. So what are the things that you can do if you have to keep going and you have to keep doing the sit-ups and you have to keep that routine in place, what are the other things that you're gonna do to give yourself the energy to push through? Mm -hmm. So while I'm doing this routine thing and I don't enjoy routine, Mm -hmm. what is the work reward that I'm gonna give myself? So I'm gonna do these sit-ups every day but threaded in there, I'm going to take 15 minutes to do this really interesting interview. Or I'm going to go and network and meet new people. Or I'm going to brainstorm and come up with ideas. And the energy that I get from that is going to fuel me through doing all those sit-ups that I really don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But it keeps you connected and keeps you a part of your environment. And for the people that um, you know, I like doing my routine. I like doing the same thing every day mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to go get uncomfortable for a while and mm-hmm. and by doing my routine That's gonna give me the fuel that I need to go and do something a little uh, off, the, off the chart, off the, the norm So that you know, learn yourself, use things like assessments to find that out, and work with leadership to set those goals and leaders, you know, help set the goals so that you can turn things into a win win.
0: Yeah, I I like what you said. Um, It's like you got to add value. So, I was a teacher assistant when I first started um, in the school system. Like, okay, this is cool, you know, but yeah, I don't get to go to meetings, I don't get to. No say so and nothing and we're at the bottom, bottom of the totem pole. So I work my way up to show them like, okay, if the other the main teacher's not here, nothing goes out of order. Like the class keeps going. Then I created a a mentor program through outside of my classroom. So I'm adding value in the school. Now they're like, Okay, yeah, he can add value. Now, you know, I can I got more responsibility now, the pay didn't go up. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm doing a whole lot here. Ain't, ain't nothing changed with this pay. I got to leave. Because if I'm adding more value than the job description and it's benefiting, then I feel like, okay, there's somewhere y'all got to cut something, a quarter, a 50 cent, a dollar, something. And I went somewhere else and I got uncomfortable <clears throat> by being a preschool teacher. I'm like, oh no, these little <laughs> jokers! No, this is not it. But now I'm a kindergarten teacher. But I went from assistant and understanding my role and understanding adding value to the different schools that I was at. Now I got a I got a head job. Don't have the education, don't none of that. Just took a test, and it's like if you're able to add value, you want to make sure that you're compensated. Don't just add value at a job, and like you know. It,
1: Although I'm gonna challenge you on one mm-hmm. point. If you're adding value, you're stepping up, you're doing things, um, you should also be having the conversation to what end. Mm -hmm. So having that discussion with a person that you report to or another leader in the organization to really say, you know, here's the end point that I'm going for. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like you as my leadership to help me get there. uh, And if given those opportunities... You know, it's sort of a, a trade-off there, yeah. so you're getting something for, for what you're giving. And when you arrive at that endpoint and you've achieved that, that next yeah. hurdle, and you've arrived at a place where, okay, it's time that I now want this next step position, mm-hmm. um, or it's gonna be time for me to, to go somewhere else to do that. It's keeping in touch with e- with each other, from a leader to an employee to say, where am I in that journey? Where are you in helping me in that journey? And is it my time, you know, either to, to move up internally or to to seek something
0: externally? That that definitely makes sense. Cause I think <clears throat> I didn't want to leave my first job. Like I loved the kids and all that. And it was like, I went to the people like, Hey, I don't have a, like a, another position or anything of that sort. And that's when in the Pike Township, that's when the money was funny. So I'm like, oh, I gotta get out of here because I don't know if I even have a job where they might cut. So as soon as I leave, the pay goes up. I'm like, uh, but I wouldn't have got the uh, the head teaching job. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So I definitely get what you're saying because, like, when I came into this school, it's like, hey, i got a podcast. I do this. If that podcast money starts outweighing this, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm like, I won't leave you high and dry, but, I'm, you know, I'm going to, like, going to leave. Why, why would I? Why, why? That's
1: the key though, you've yeah. had that discussion and mm-hmm. they know where you know where you're growing and where you're wanting to, to get to how that benefits you on a daily because mm-hmm. you get that energy, you yeah. get that sort of surge in purpose. Um, and you know, whether you've got an HR person to run those discussions or you're a business leader having those um, individually, it's all tying into you know, that work environment that you're creating. So it's a place that people want to come to, that you're building each other up, that you're, you're challenging each other to move forward. Um, you know, a big part of it is having that, that shared vision um, so that everyone understands where are we trying to get to, how are we going to get there through our mission, um, and then setting that, that performance. Um, you know, the, these are, yeah. everyone is, is going off in their own direction to try and drive um, to what the
0: company is termed a success. Yeah, and definitely. And it's it's like, I kind of like, hey, don't give me no super big role because who knows, if, you know, if I get a, a check cut, yeah, yeah, who knows when. Because <laughs> it's like, I can't help that I, I, I'm who I am, so I'm going to add value regardless. I'm going to do over and beyond, especially when it comes to kids. So it's like, you know, they like, yeah, uh, a teacher in, in kindergarten she left that was like I wonder who's gonna take there's like we good we got you and it's like okay I, I get what's going on you know I appreciate that but then it's like I can't like lean on that because that's not the end goal and that like you said like maybe another job or a younger me I might not have had that conversation like hey I got this going on and I'm I'm gonna be here as long as You know, as possible, but I do have other things outside of here, and I think when you do uh, allow the job to know that, and then they see what you have going on, and if they can help, they'll help, and like you said that communication is very important and I have, throughout the whole conversation that's kind of what we've talked about, is having communication in the job, and being honest but not too honest because I know me, I can be a little too honest (laughs) (coughs) and sometimes your honesty can come off as aggression or dominance and somebody will take it wrong. So you kind of got to know the needs of others and be able to still be honest with them because yeah, everybody can't take honesty. People take take honesty as assholeness and I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I think I'm just honest. I don't really see the a-hole. I mean, back in my younger days. But um, what are three tips for a small mall business or maybe a business that's right there to become a big business that they need to know the importance of having a strong HR team because listening to you and understanding it more it's like this is very important uh, to have those people on your team to be able to do the, hi- the you know the hiring the firing the paperwork the different things that you might not want to do so what are three like important things that people need to understand of why they need to have like that good HR team that's really helpful to the business and not just have, you know, just some people that do HR.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, and, and that can happen where you just yeah. sorta, of, you know, I, I can just, I'll take it till I make it sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you, you wanna be very careful around that because you can end up with a lot of fines and fees and just not being the, the <laughs> employer you wanna be. So, you know, having an HR um, presence, I would say, to really understand the work that's being done so that you're hiring the, the right people that you need to do the work and you're understanding how to make people satisfied where they are. So, that whole onboarding, job definition, getting people in the door and understanding um, HR is there to help drive that component of safety as well so how do we make sure that we have a fair equitable work environment where basic needs are being met that we're meeting the laws the expectations there um, and that we're making sure that people are, are cared for in the way that we need to as an employer and then honestly for that third component it's looking at Ending the life cycle uh, of an employee's journey. So when they're offboarding, when they're leaving, what that looks right uh, looks like, and how do you do it in a way where you're being respectful of of their continued journey? Um, you've mm-hmm. been able to benefit each other. You cherish them as they go. So when their time comes back around, they wouldn't hesitate to return to your your organization should that opportunity come up. So, you know, having that opportunity all through um, the, the experience, whether they're coming, they're going, um, or they're coming, they're growing, or they're going, mm-hmm. um, that you have something all along the way um, to create an environment that is respectful and, and equitable.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense of everything you said. I like the last, like the last part because <clears throat> it seems like the importance is like the employee to understand like hey, you're here We want you to grow if you just want to stay where yet, you can stay where yet But if you want to grow and if you do have an end goal communicate that and having that type of Business or having that type of HR around that would make a person want to work that job and want to stay there rather than well uh, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. I, I might not, you know, who knows what could happen in a year, you know, or whatever could happen. But when you like, hey, where do you see yourself going or growing or where you are in life and understanding? Because sometimes people don't respect the person's outside endeavors or, you know, they, oh, that's just a, a, a hobby or whatever. But I like what you said. Um, definitely would like to, yeah, that's the type of HR that you want around. So I didn't tell you, but uh, yes, they have to have a quote. Um, it could be your quote. It could be a quote that you read. It could be a quote that you live by, but I need a quote.
1: Um, then, uh, <laughs> uh, I can give you my, my personal mission. I can. That's the one thing, um, a long time ago, uh, when I started uh, my career in the training and development path, I went to a place that said, you have to come up with your personal mission. So, everything I do in life ties back to this one. So, my purpose in, in my business world is creating possibilities for human development. So, that's my tagline. Um, and that's probably the only quote, quote that I have in this moment under these lights.
0: understand. Um, <laughs> and that's why I sometimes do it just to see what, you know, people, what kind of quote, or like you said, a mission, or sometimes. It might have been something you saw today so i i love that so tell people how they can reach you on social media or just the internet because everybody that's a successful underdog isn't always on social media i've learned that
1: (laughs) and and for me um i'm definitely out there because i definitely want to be reached um i'm doing my very best to create learning opportunities for hr folks that i'm connected to and I'm available on LinkedIn through um, my name, Miriam Pazluzny, And then I have an Instagram account, which is Miriam at MB. And that um, sort of goes through how I'm committed to living my values and living um, through Mago and Braybender. They have a set of values um, that they encourage us to, as employees, we've all a- agreed to um, adhere to these values. and. That's sort of the story of what I'm doing and how I'm expressing those values daily um, at work. Although I'm not good at posting daily, so I should say probably weekly or monthly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's um, the two ways to get me LinkedIn and Instagram.
0: And definitely we'll have the spelling of her name. I know <laughs> <coughs> if I heard it, I wouldn't be able to spell it off hand. So again, I appreciate you. <clears throat> and I'm glad we were able to connect And get you on the show. You know, you're sorry that your your son beat you to being the first to to get to the podcast. But we're going to say this episode is going to be better. We're just gonna say that. So. Yeah, my
1: my son Nick got a a podcast ahead of me, and uh, he sent that to me. He did his yesterday. so uh, Beat me by. Well, way. really, <laughs>
0: if we didn't have to reschedule, you would have beat him.
1: I would have. so yeah, close.
0: and I and that was on me because I for, totally forgot I I was on somebody else's, and I totally forgot, and they reminded me that day. So I do apologize. But again, thank you. Uh, I learned a lot about H R and just. Learning like being like a small business at the moment, like the angle that I would want to go as a business, and just learning. So, I appreciate you. Um, and I didn't I,
1: take you through the the painful parts of like payroll taxes, yeah, because I know
0: it's a lot more that we could have dove into, but I think just the, the surface level of it and understanding like leaderships like people that are a business or people that are employees can listen and learn a lot from either way because i learned from both sides of how to have the right people around and then as an employee like understanding what hr is now and it's not the bad person that uh, when you get caught in hr you know it's like all right uh
1: (laughs) we're the uh, center of the triangle we're there for the business but we're there for the people and it's keeping everything in balance um, and hopefully keeping it in a place where everyone can really be happy to go every
0: day. You know, on that note, peace, one love. I'm the underdog I'm the one with one the heroic card. card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. Have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I read and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.